Hello, Redditors. Hello, Challenge fans. And welcome back to another episode of Redditors React. I am Ryan Siddle, filling in for the legendary Levi Hall. And boy, do we have a doozy of a challenge episode to discuss today. Of course, by we, I'm referring to my spy. He's an ally and he will be telling no lies. The man who's had more partners on this pod this season than Corey had in double agents. It's the one and only George. Hello, George. <laughs> That's a really good intro. Also, yeah. Um, I'll start off with an apology. I have been fired by myself from hosting because our audio quality <laughs> was pretty crap last week. So apologies for that. Um, it's clearly just gone to shit since Levi's gone, but I think I feel much safer in your capable hands, Ryan. I'm much better as a wingman than a uh, leading character, I think. You, you do make a very good wingman, it's, it's fair to say. So yes, happy to be here as always. Um, I suppose we should we should get into the, the section known as the banter section. So have you, have you got anything for me, George? Have you had a good week? I've had, I've had a pretty good week. I, I worryingly realised the other day that I'm on 28 straight days of drinking, so I really need a break at the moment. Um, but because it's what's referred to by my friend Luke as silly season in the UK at the moment, uh, it's just Christmas party after Christmas party at the moment. And Obviously, last year, we all lost Christmas parties. Um, in my job, the only benefit of being a consultant is you get quite lavish Christmas dues to apologise for how badly you get fucked over throughout the rest of the year. Um, my first one was in the Natural History Museum, and they built bars around the dinosaur that was in the middle of it. Um, okay, cool. It's really awesome. Uh, but now, this year, I think this, this just shows the, um, the changing attitudes. It's now... Come if you want. And they used last year, I mean, it was massive. We're sorry we can't do it because of all the, the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Now it's, if you're vaccinated and you want to come, just come. If not, no worries. See you next year. And I appreciate that change. Yeah, fair. It's good. It's good that people can can get out. We've, I've got my own next next week. So, yeah, looking forward nice. to that. What are you doing for yours? Um, I'm not sure exactly. It's um, and it's a night out of some some sort, but it's normally kept under under wraps of what exactly is going on. So so who knows? Oh, I do love us. The one, yes, our recording, not next week, the week after, will be ve- actually that's probably gonna be the final episode. God, I hope it's the final episode. Um, <laughs> but I am being uh, taken to an embassy party, which I'm incredibly worried about because I've got a pretty bad habit of uh, much like, I can name any challenger here, couldn't I? Nelson. uh, I'll go with Nelson. (laughs) Drinking too much and saying the wrong thing. So that should be fun. Presumably at all those parties, uh, people walk around with plates of Ferrero Rocher. You take one and you say, oh, ambassador, you are spoiling us. That's such a horrendous reference. I'm actually going to write that down so I know how to behave. Thank you for uh, this is our own taming of the shrew, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) That's a niche reference. I wonder if anyone has ever done that. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. Cool. Right. So. Uh, yeah, um, let's let's delve into uh, a corner of the world that you are often in, George, and that is, of course, Redditor's Corner. And sometimes you you have a big poll, but I, I believe you are polless this week. Yeah, I couldn't. Um, I bit of energy, mate. I couldn't get it up. <laughs> That's what too much thinking will do that to you. <laughs> so I had quite an interesting. Well, not it. Maybe it's not that interesting. But I had a thought this week, which is there are some comments I see on pretty much every post about certain competitors used to either build them up or bring them down. They're very, very equal. 
and it's what um but they're no longer true because we've got either contrary evidence or there's um or they've trained to make it different so it, it was called challenge Mythbusters, and it's what fact is no longer true that you always see in comments so my initial example was um jenny in a horbrill like she was she got wiped out by tory it was great performance by tory um but she obviously went off and did training because even though d isn't a big opponent jenny's body position and fear of contact was gone in the follow-up so i now don't think you can say jenny's got a weakness in hall we do need to see her go up another bit against another big competitor but um i don't i think that's one that isn't true and then quite a lot of interesting other suggestions rolled in quite a well one person in particular really disagreed with me but we'll save that for next week um but yeah do, do any of those you you've binged a lot of the challenge very quickly so does, does yeah. anything jump out at you at someone who where this has changed i mean i guess it's tough the, the obvious one is i guess Corey a little bit i suppose but then i don't think anyone would see him in the as the old Corey anymore i think he's a really obvious one where people are aware of the change um, but nothing really. And do you, again, do you mean a change? Like, do you mean a change for banging everyone, or a change for actually getting to be a better player? Because they both yeah, work. Yeah. Well, a bit of both. Because as one goes down, the other one goes up. In, in where where he's concerned, isn't it? You know, um, he stopped shagging around and he started actually being able to play the game a little bit. Oh my god, MTV Challenge stats! If you listen, can I please have a graph of Corey's body count per season against where he comes in that season? <laughs> see if there's a correlation <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm i'm almost certain there is it'd be like um you know be like if you did it for amount of pints that kyle and devon drunk with where they finished in, in overall you know that's a very very good um I, I, a few a few of my favorites that people came out with um was a really good one was Durrell. um mm. always kind of had like a bit of a puzzles or his weakness puzzles or his weakness and then he beat devon um, in a puzzle and double agent. So that was a really good call out. Yeah, uh, of course. Dee in swimming. Like she went from not knowing how to swim in War of the Worlds one to not being the worst swimmer in War of the Worlds two. Because um, yeah. Josh and Kaylee got purged, which is the most glorious sense of um, irony that I've ever seen. So I voted out two very strong swimmers um, and then got stuck with someone who got you purged. And then Tony. Um, for like his entire challenge career was another really good shout out by Natty B, who is an outstanding mod on the Reddit. Um, but she basically said Tony came in and he was looked the park, he was tall, but always had really poor performances. And then Champs versus Stars two final, awesome showing. And actually, I also agree throughout Vendettas, he basically ran the game. So you see Tony's change yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, he's excellent Vendettas, that's a good shout. But that was kind of it, really. I think I will go back to a poll next week, but I'm going to I'm going to think about what it should be. So, yes, that concludes Redditor's Corner. Lovely. Good stuff. Um, I have been um, Redditor-lust Reddit, Reddit this week because I've, I've broken my phone, so um, I've not actually been able to check. That sounds like a topic for banter's uh, segment. What did you do? Yes, yeah. Um, I'd love to... I, I, keep, I keep making this joke that, oh, it just happened to break, and then I add at the end moments after I dropped it into, into sync... Um, so, uh, um, 
Good joke. That'll I like do that. <laughs> that, that. That will do it. Um, okay, let's move on to this week's challenge episode. So, of course, uh, last week, Big T decided she wanted to go into elimination in a move akin to your favourite elderly relative taking themselves to that special hospital in Switzerland. Uh, and both the water and hell froze over as Emmy won a puzzle to give Big T the deactivation she wanted. And then, of course, Emmy rejoined Uncle CT and the K-Dog. So let's head down to see what happens when they get back to the house. What are you talking about? Nell's got one lined up for you tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> no, he killed it. So, um, obviously, we uh, we saw them come back into the house. Um, my first thought was, I definitely thought that Emmy said, "That's my last gold shower," and not that last. That's my last cold shower, um, which would have changed the uh, episode completely. Um, the tone would have been. I don't even know what it would have been. Um, so, as I say, we go in uh, CT. Uh, gives a confessional. He says, no one wants me in the final, but here's the thing, what are you going to do about it? And George, several weeks in, the answer's nothing. Yeah, it's... So, one, I think you might have just accidentally stumbled across potentially the reason that uh, Big T and Logan broke up. Maybe it was to you with golden showers. <laughs> That's allegedly a joke. No one fire me or cancel <laughs> me. Uh, but I... I, I don't think we've got anything more to say about this. It's just baffling that no one has taken a shot at CT. And we probably will chat about this during our chat about the mission. But it's it's just no no one's got the balls to do it. And I think that could be a combo. That's a combo of the call-out theme, right? If you had last going... I think if you had last going into elimination and then you could also vote, that's probably the format change where they would have taken a shot at CT. But actually, probably not. I've come up with reasons to take shots at CT and ways they could do it throughout this entire thing. And I'm constantly disappointed. Um, so- it seems like that's pretty much what, as I've said before, what like half of the podcast has been this series. And it's just not happened. Very, very true. Uh, we then get CT talking to um, his missus and little CJ. Um, I love that he asked if, she, if, if he should come home or if he should stay and win another million. As my favourite. Uh, this was a nice little like character moment for CT, wasn't it? It was actually quite cute watching it. There's a really good comment as well that um we've seen CJ grow up from a baby to like, that's probably, like yeah. a four or five year old kid now across um across seasons since invasion. So yeah, that, that, that entire child's growth will be on MTV because CT's obviously not going to retire till he's 65 and he can hand the baton over to CJ. <laughs> Yes, that that would be a scary moment where, like, I hope they do it where CT like turns up on the series. They all get really scared, and he goes, "Oh no, I'm not here this this time." And then his like son just appears, and his son's like six foot eight and muscled like a <laughs> demigod. He'd <laughs> it, have to be. I mean, he's already got the pose and everything. You know, he's he's getting there. Just casually, actually eating a head. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, after after CT, uh, he also said he wants two in a row. And then we get uh, Emmanuel talking with Tory. He says he wants to move to the US, despite the fact that he's never even been. So, so. I, 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 I definitely now overlook at the edit. But when you were watching these two bits, did you think, well, it's CT versus Emmanuel. I, I was in, they both got character moments at the start. I was convinced. 
Yeah, Emmanuel is set up from from moment one. Um, you know, when you when you stick your Jake hat on, uh, as it were, to, um, to to be going in. Like, no matter what happens this episode, you you straight from the off. Um, and I think, yeah, shortly. I think I, I get what you mean about CT, but I think shortly it's going to be revealed who who he's going to go up against. Um, so yeah, I, 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 after Emmanuel says that, Tori talks about her journey uh, about being engaged to Jordan and that and that ending. Um, she also thinks that she's going to. This is her season. She she she's determined that she's going to win this one. There's a very, very good shout out, uh, I think, in Alan Aguirre's article about um, he was just waiting for Tori to say, <laughs> oh, I know a guy in um, L.A. He looks a bit like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be weird when they bump into each other on the street or something. It'd be like the Spider-Man meme in action, but with Jordan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, with with Tori just kind of in the middle, like, uh, hmm, this is awkward. Reason? <laughs> She definitely would suggest a threesome. <laughs> oh, 100%. You know, she, yeah. I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. I, I, think, <laughs> we've got the, I think we've got the title for this podcast already. The Challenge Renaissance React to Tori's threesome. Like, what, what episode did they watch? <laughs> yeah, very different episode in, in your head to what actually happened. <laughs> After we move away from Tori imagining her life, between Emmanuel and Jordan. Uh, Devon, Nelson and Kyle are chatting. Uh, they all say that no one wants to see CT in a final, but they also add that no one wants to see CT in an elimination. And you kind of get where their conundrum is. <laughs> because, yeah. Sorry. No, you're oh, right. Hey, who would think that Nelson would sum up the, um, the <laughs> problem better than I've managed all season? I've... I now feel quite embarrassed, and I'm definitely going to lower the um, lower the opinion of my own intelligence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, talking Nelson, he's he like Tory is very confident in Ruby because he says it's his season. So those two both think it's their season. Uh, whereas Kyle is just this week, he's focusing on wanting to save Devon, which is again, you know, we they, we, they haven't even uh, got to the the mission yet, and he's already thinking about saving Devon. So that's that's nice. What a guy. Just, just what a guy. <laughs> uh, so actually, this is probably a good... Uh, as you know, finish this bit and then I've got, a, I've got a question for you. Of course, yeah, cool. Uh, then we get to the kitchen and, George, I, I think, and I, I hope you'll agree with me, this is the most important part of this episode because we see Logan fixing the chessboard. It's been five weeks, maybe more. Brian went on about it for at least two weeks. Logan finally fixes the chessboard. He was the one that broke it for no good reason. And now finally he's got so bored of life in the house that he is fixing the chessboard. I imagine Logan is definitely the kind of guy who never washes his own dishes. I'm shocked he's actually cleaned up after himself here. (laughs) He's never done housework in his life. (laughs) He is, yeah, exactly. He is, um, he's like John, is it John Hammond? Um, 30 Rock, where um, he's just a beautiful idiot and everybody yeah. just yeah. lets him get away with everything because he's just so beautiful. He's not that hot. Joss is hot. <laughs> I've not had that argument for weeks, I've just realised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, one's, no one's dared bring it up, that's why. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and then, of course, while Logan is fixing the chessboard, guess that I guess the conversation's also important. Um, him and Nelson talk about Ruby um, and about loyalty. Nelson isn't completely convinced he can trust. I've put the Spaniard here because I didn't want to say his name over and over again. Um, and, and I guess kind of understandably, because Logan's already said once previously that he was going to stay at Ruby and then didn't stay with Ruby. Yeah, I, I, I think you're exactly right. I, Logan's been... I can't think of Logan backstabbing anyone this season, except for that one answer. Um, yeah. like when, he, when he said he would say... The weird one is he, say, he promised Nelson and Ed he'd save them in an earlier episode, and then he followed through with it. So any yeah. of his direct promises... Oh, actually, no, I suppose the other promise does directly involve Nelson. Yeah, ignore me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he should just be back to being evens now. I think he should cancel out. Yeah, um, I suppose so. But it is, <laughs> I mean, it is a, a thread that Nelson is going to pull on a couple more times in the episode. My question, yes, very, very true, actually. Good foreshadowing challenge editors. Um, but from the challenge editors back to the Redditors, that's us. Um, nice. So you've got Tori saying she thinks it's her season, Nelson saying it's Phoenix's her season. They've both been featured pretty prominently. If you did Jake's edict throughout this entire thing, they'd probably be up there to win based on the edit alone. Did you read anything into them both having that conversation? Or did you or did you think it was just as everyone has probably said at some point this week, it is my season? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I think it's probably a little bit just because we're getting so close and they all believe, and again, foreshadowing, they all believe that this is the final elimination before the final. So they're all getting themselves in that mode of this is going to be my time because I'm there. I'm on the edge of the final. So once I'm in a final, once I'm on the edge, why couldn't it be my season? Um, I think you're right about the, the, the Jake hat and the edit and stuff. But I actually think we've seen good edits for basically everyone who's left in which is a bit of a cop-out, I know, but like early on, for example, and it was the week you had Jake on, you guys were talking about Kyle, for example, not having a particularly good few weeks at that point, yeah. wasn't it? You think about his few his, his last few weeks, he's been everywhere, you know, and, and so we are getting to the point again where it's like, you know, the, the last few remaining. So who, whoever's left um, after this week will really feel that they've got a chance. And talking of whoever's left after this week it's time to get down to a challenge because the alarm goes off so we're going to head down to tj tj and see what kind of spy based shenanigans this week mission holds all right agents welcome to your next mission today's mission is called dead drop hanging out over the water is a gauntlet and on one end of the gauntlet are 10 top secret capsules. You're gonna have to navigate that gauntlet all while trying to avoid the bombs that are being winged at you from the opposing cells. If you get knocked off into the water, you can climb up and try again. However, if you get knocked off into the water with a capsule, that capsule is dead. The cell that transfers the most capsules the fastest will win today's mission and become our agency. Got it? Got it. Got, Got it. it. All right, agents, let's go. Good luck. Okay, so we have Dead Drop. Um, it's a gauntlet high above the water. They've got to avoid uh, the swinging balls from their fellow teams or fellow fellow cells. 
uh, grab a capsule and then go back to the other side. If they fall in when they've got the capsule, the capsule is dead uh, and without it, it's fine. So, um, George, what were your initial thoughts before you saw the mission when it was, you know, when we were getting into the throes of things? I, I actually was really looking forward to this one. And I, I'll try, I actually think this is probably the best daily of the season in terms of how much I've enjoyed it. Because it was mm. almost going back to those older season challenges where there's no, no pyrotechnics. It's actually, you're testing a lot of things at once. Um, and yeah, I was just like, good. Because a couple of ones similar to like the, the one where Tony breaks his spleen in uh, Rival Street, where there's like a big pla- there's a swing platform in the middle, and they've got to transfer stuff between them. I really yeah. like that one. Um, I might have also okay. I'm not gonna lie as well. I knew people were gonna stack it during this challenge. So what I knew we'd get TJ's laugh that, yes, that age yeah. well. Always I wonderful. I quite w- like watching people fall off things. It's hilarious. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And- all in all, it was a lot of fun as well because you know you've got the interaction of them, you know the the other people swinging the balls. They, you know, they're all they're in close contact with each other, kind of. So it's not obviously contact, but you know what I mean. Like there's a lot of banter going on and people shouting stuff. So it's all I thought it was all good, good fun. Uh, yeah, absolutely. M- more of these kind of. I actually wouldn't mind if heights over water was. Actually, we've had three or four of them this season, but just not enough. I I always think. These these kind of never really fail to disappoint. No, other way around. These do fail to disappoint. Jesus Christ, that's a Nelsonism. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so I was really looking forward to this one. The one before we go into analysing what happened. Yeah. When you said if someone gets knocked off with a capsule, it's yeah. dead. But it doesn't matter if they get knocked off. Were you like right? Just sack off all your weak players immediately. Well, yeah, I mean, again, we, we, it's one of the points to talk about, but, you know, someone gets very smart when she realises halfway through that it's, well, if I if I pick this thing up, in a minute, I'm, I'm going to screw my team over. But if I just jump now, I've not screwed my team over. Yeah, it's, sorry, you know, classic George jumping ahead, but I like... Well, yes, yeah. But my point of... There was a little bit of team strategy you could also use in here. And I like ones where it gives people the opportunity to try different things and show who's thinking through the game a bit. Yes. And again, something we've brought up before, this was a, um, you know, a a daily where having numbers didn't make any difference really. So it was an even keel. (laughs) In fact, we know that having numbers didn't, didn't make any difference because let's jump straight into it. You apparently only needed one person on your team to uh, do well in this task. Let's talk about CT. Just CT. I mean, I, there isn't really much else to say. What a man. Later described as the greatest man alive. What an incredible performance. It's unbelievable. Um, I think so a really interesting one as well, actually, which I didn't clock, is this is actually the first time numbers have been completely equalised and it's better to have less people because you've got the ability for more good people to go more often. So that yes, was that's true. Yeah, yeah. a really good point. Um, he, he was insane. Like, I, I, I've seen people say this is his best ever daily performance. Um, also yeah. found it, oh no, I'll say that to the end, but I can kind of see that argument being made. It was incredible. Did he get knocked off? He didn't at all, did he? I mean, we didn't see it if he did. So I'm going to go with no, because presumably how well he did, they would have shown him at least fail. 
And he just, yeah, just everything. He he just looked light on his feet. He looked like he, he was never going to get knocked off. It was incredible. I think if you said, if you said, not only is this CT's best daily, if you said this is the best daily uh, performance by one single person, and obviously you've seen more more challenge than I have, but I think you'd struggle to you'd struggle to at least argue against it. You might have yeah. a different example, but you'd struggle to be like, no, it definitely can't be. I think you've come up with my poll for next week, by the way. That's actually a, re- <laughs> that's actually a really interesting question. I can't what? think off the top of my head anything where someone has single-handedly won a team challenge. Yeah, so uh, what, what was there? Was there 10 or 12 capsules? He was 10. Maybe 10, 10, yeah. So out of ten capsules, he got seven to the other side. No, it would be not. It, it would be nine in total, right? Because Kyle and Emmy got knocked off with one each, and then CT got the rest, and they ended up on seven, didn't they? Mm, was it? I'm trying to think if they. Yeah, maybe they just didn't show us every knockoff. I'm just. I'm just. Maybe, to, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I think. I think it was ten. I do think it was ten. Um, but again, that that could be wrong. Now I'm just trying to think of later. Yeah, because I think Emerald did have three people get knocked off. So I think that's right. Yes, that does make sense, actually. But yeah, it, it's just ridiculous. There's every time I see CT perform like this, have you watched the Champs versus Star Seasons? No, I've not seen any of those. They're actually worth a watch, to be honest. They're, they're very fun. Um, mm. But Louise Hazel is one of the stars on one of the, late, the best season, I think, to be fair. And she... Um, CT comes on to that season, really overweight, like, like not in great shape. And she goes, mm. you take a look at CT and you just don't think, you see it, see a big but out of shape bloke. Um, but then the magic, I think she describes it as the Frankenstein majesty of his body comes to light. And it's just an incredible athlete underneath that. And for someone who, I think she was a heptathlete or, a de- uh, or did dectathlon at the Olympics. So fucking high level of sport, right? Um, for her to say that about someone who is technically an average Joe, it just—it's in my head every time. It's—it's it's so valid that he must be phenomenal at this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, apparently he is Kung Fu Panda, so I think that was my favorite thing. Um, oh, I wish I could get CT to come play for my rugby team just for one week, just to see him in action. It'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. It would be. I don't think people could tackle, get their arms around his calves, let alone his thighs to tackle him. <laughs> I would I would definitely pay to see that to be honest um, so yeah well, I mean other than CT for for, for uh, Sapphire Emmy doesn't want to do it but she does at least get across initially before getting knocked over so you know fair play she does that she has done that quite a few times doesn't she this season where she's histrionics at the beginning and then she's just gone into it one great word two yeah it's just every it's every time and I don't mind it actually. They don't. They don't. I don't think the editors spend enough time on it for it to be annoying to me. So it's quite. Yeah. I like seeing people get over their fears as well. But I think eventually, if she comes back, for, she'll definitely be back next season. Um, oh. She does the next two or so. If she's still doing that, I'll be like, Emmy, come on. This is like your twentieth one of these. Quiet. <laughs> yeah. And you'll be able to point at things that she's done that's very similar to what she's complaining about. So. Do you, do you have an aspect of like a moment of CT's performance that stands out above the others of why it was so in, of what makes it so incredible? Was it the whole thing for you? Yeah, I just think it's. I mean, there's a couple of moments where 
he like avoids getting knocked off by essentially just grabbing the ball that's been thrown at him. So I think he's extremely impressive. And he just, yeah, he just, it's, I think it's how light on his feet he is and just how determined he is to get those seven yeah, without yeah. really any help. He complains about them a couple of times, but it just feels like he's just getting on with it. Do you know the only thing he could have done to make this an even better performance is if he launched the ball back and knocked off one of the other cells? Yes. That would have been amazing TV. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle's fear of heights over water, so he was always going to be a bit useless in this one. Well, I think CT said something interesting here, and I kind (laughs) of now see a, a bit more see his point of why he keeps trying to get Kyle thrown in. He's like, Kyle, yeah, come to the final with me and I will help you win, but you have to help me too. And yes. Kyle was next. I, I, I still love the guy. He was next to useless in this one. Yeah, again, he actually got across the first time and then got the capsule and nearly got his first cap. When he dropped the capsule, he was so close. It was like that one a few weeks ago where he didn't do the, the leap of faith. And again, all to do with the because he's this this fear of heights over water, which personally, as a person who's afraid of heights, I would rather land in. I know water can't. You know, I've seen Leroy nearly be killed, um, so I know that falling into water isn't necessarily good. But there's part of me that would always prefer that to being over heights and it being rocks or anything like that. So, Show, yeah, please I'm, find me the mad bastard who would rather fall onto land than water. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, that's kind of my point. So Kyle's fear is a bit weird to me, but I suppose when they do things over land, they're hooked up or something, When whereas water, they're just allowed to fall. But still, I'm not having it. <laughs> so then we get to Ruby. Tori thinks it's going to be Ruby's day because apparently she doesn't realise that Nelson is on a team. Um And then she gets knocked into the water. And let's be honest, this is the line possibly of the season, definitely of the episode. See you later, bitch. Eat the water. Die. Okay, maybe don't die. That's too far. Uh, Amanda, just absolutely wonderful. I really enjoyed that. Um, I was a bit surprised Tori wasn't better at that. Actually, should we be honest? Ruby were awful at this, right? How many did they get? Yeah. Um, Was it... I think at the end, Logan said he got three and the rest of the team didn't get any. So we have to go with three. So Logan is diet CT. <laughs> Essentially, yes. A one, one man team, but not good enough at being one man team. Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, if you're similar to CT, but not as good, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I take being half CT. Um, yeah. I mean, this, but- this is, uh, you know, this Nelson without the capsule... I've written down Nelson matrix shit without the capsule goes to shit as soon as he's got the capsule. It was incredible. Like he was diving, he was ducking, he was doing the full back. He was waiting for the balls to fly over him, getting up, dodging, whatever, light on his feet, grabs the capsule. And then literally he took about two steps and he, and he didn't even fall the first time. It just got knocked out of his hand. Like the most haphazard like way of doing it ever. I'd love to know what sport Nelson's specialty was going up because he's a great athlete, but that lack of coordination, yeah, he, he couldn't play anything like NFL, basketball, rugby. No. He did, we he were was... seeing he can't play soccer. Um, football, <laughs> screw it. It's too Brits. Yeah. Football. <laughs> I suppose if it's NFL, he could be um, like 
he can't be a running back or, or a wide receiver, but he could be. He could he could block, I suppose. That's probably his his main function. He's big probably, and he's fast. He'd probably be a good like. Yeah, he'd probably be a good linebacker. Like at a lower yeah. level, he's short, right? So he's never going to go big. But I imagine yeah. he loves hitting people and he's strong enough to do it. Um, so yeah, that would be. We can't do anything where he has to catch. <laughs> no, exactly. That's the problem. Um, I mean. Not someone who necessarily is good at catching, but someone who's good at throwing. We've got Devon's throwing arm, which knocks Nelson right off. So he's got a bullet arm. I love also well tied confession. Not many of you know this, but I've got a cannon. And I was expecting this to go one of two ways in that he either like legitimately knocks off Nelson's head or he's got like a, a terrible, basically like Josh throwing in his elimination last year. But no. Devon has got a cannon. That was a big hit. Yeah, it was. It was very good. It was. Uh, yeah, it's an in- interesting little thing that we, we would not have known. You know. No. Actually, just to go back, do you think there's anything they could have done to knock CT off? Because I was thinking, why did you not at least like all of you at once throw? But some of you arc it one way, some of you arc it the other, and others go for a straight shot. I think you probably have to hit him with two or three balls to get him off. Yeah. They did seem to be that. There did seem to be a lot of straight shots and a lot of one at the one at a time shots. That seemed to be there. It was like watching a Steven Seagal movie where all the bad guys go at Steven Seagal one after the other. You just like there's nine of you. If you all attack him, he he dies. And yeah. there was there was a degree of that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I don't know whether we didn't see them try it or whether he was just too good for it to work. But I think they could people could have done more throughout with this. Because like yeah, you, oh, for sure. Because if you got if you got okay, if you use Devon's cannon, which is something I want to say more often, by the way, um, and you let CT get to a certain bit, you send two balls in front of him to make him stop, and as he's chain direction, get two of you to nail it at him. You could yeah. potentially get him off, but. I don't know. Maybe you can get him off with a fucking wrecking ball. To be fair, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was there, there was the case that he was just so determined that no matter what happened, he was going to do it on that challenge. <laughs> there was one other quite funny quote from Emmanuel in this as well, which is um, when he talks about throwing a ball at Tory. It's like I'm sending a ball of my love to you. Bang! <laughs> that is a well-timed. Uh, uh, you know, a well-timed observation there, George, because then we do get uh, the, the uh, I've forgotten which team they are now, anyway, um, the, the cell that normally wins. Um, and Emmanuel <laughs> gets wiped. Emeralds, that's it. I was getting them and Sapphire confused. It's the green and the blue. Um, Emerald go, Emmanuel, get, Emmanuel, who threw a love bomb at Tory, actually gets wiped out by Tory, and TJ's absolutely loving it. Um, and as we say, you know, we always love it when when TJ loses his shit. Um, Ama- Amanda then commits mission Harry Carry and just jumps straight off the ledge, which even though we talked about before it being a good idea because it lets you, you, you know, the next person go, she just had no desire to even give it a go, did she? No. Um, I, 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 do, I do see her point, but yeah, she she's... She's by far, actually, she's by far the lightest cast member. I actually don't see her getting across. Yeah, fair. I mean, she might have got across if they did what they did with Nanny. They let Nanny go across. And that's when she realises that she's better off just throwing herself in the water. And so, you know, you've got to say fair play to her, really. 
yeah, because I they let her go across because they wanted to get her to lose a capsule, didn't they? I was like, yeah, yeah. this is a bit obvious. And then fair play for Nanny for working it out. I know I'm horrible about Nanny. Like she, <laughs> she she's a te- I can't do these jokes without Levi. It's just, it just no, it doesn't work. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, um, I I enjoy it. I just yeah, good good decision making there. Yeah, uh, Amanda then struggled with the ladder. TJ's not impressed. Um, but he is impressed when Devon gets a taste of his own medicine and he gets totaled. Yeah, who wipes out Devon? Dev- Devon's fall is funny as well. That was proper yeah, not... cartwheel in the air. <laughs> yeah, which is why TJ absolutely loses it. He's, he's just absolutely loving it. I'm not even sure who did actually wipe out uh, Devon, to be honest. We didn't, they, didn't, they didn't particularly make a deal of it. Really hope it was Kyle. No, if it was Kyle, they would have made. A, they would have made a deal of it. So I really yeah. want. I'm going to just. I was going to say I'm going to assume it was CT. Yeah. Yeah, I would. But imagine if they could have spliced that with earlier. It's like Kyle going. I just want to beat Devin to be safe. Pow! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing. Um, I genuinely felt um, like. They then rush through the end of their kind of run. Casey gets one. Nanny's very excited about it. Um, I, I really felt this mission needed some goofy Josh feet. I think he would have been amazing on that. On I, that would have, I would have loved to have seen Josh in this. That would have been so, so funny. Um, <laughs> that is, that's a very, very good call out. But just Josh versus Nelson <laughs> until the, the whole day. Um, actually, how long do you reckon this went on for? Oh, that's a good question. It's probably a good while. I mean, I reckon it probably took each cell probably like, like half an hour each at least, probably. Going yeah. back and forth. I'll save my view on that actually for when we discuss the winner. But um, were you surprised by how shit some people were at this? Yeah, I mean, Emmy says it about Emmanuel, and it, it's a really good point. Like, he had no poise or grace on that bar for a man who is a dancer i don't think we didn't see every single one of their seven get across i don't think did we mm. so he might have got one um devin definitely got a couple we know casey got one i think devin got three but yeah. the, De- devin's devin actually impre- i was more impressed by devin um i was yes. impressed by devin in this one because he just realized you have to sprint yeah um, yeah which is essentially what ct did as well and what's weird is people always obviously say Devin's a shit competitor, but one of the first daily missions in Vendettas is that hashtag one over the water. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, where, yeah. where I think Kyle just crouches down and starts crying. <laughs> and and yeah, Nicole yeah. pushes poor Elisa off. But Devin smashes that as well. Because it's Devin, yeah. Natalie and Bananas in the tribunal and Devin beats Bananas' time. So... Maybe this is Devin's weird niche that he's not great, but very good at this kind of thing. Yeah, just running on things that are above water is is golden. That's him. Yeah. (laughs) If the final (laughs) was just like a trapeze over a shark tank. (laughs) He'd be a multi-millionaire if that was the case. No, he would have been eaten. CT would still be a (laughs) multi-millionaire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, good point. Um, On that note, uh, Emerald Cell ties with the CT Cell on seven capsules each. So let's head down to TJ so he can tell us who did it quicker. Great job today. Two cells got seven top secret capsules today. That was the sapphire cell and the emerald cell. 
So it all came down to time. I am praying that my team wins the agency. I do not want to see either of the guys on my team go into elimination, so I'm just crossing my fingers, hoping that somehow we pull it through. One sell to get it done the fastest was... One sell to get it done the fastest was... Sapphire sell. I believe this is my 55th daily challenge win. Let's keep calm. Proud of this one. So, Sapphire Cell, you are now the agency, thanks to your fearless leader, <laughs> CT. Stop. Making it weird. I need you to go back to headquarters, deliberate, and compromise one male agent to send into the lair. So, yeah, uh, Sapphire Cell do win, or, I mean, they don't, CT wins. Uh, and he celebrates his 55th win, which means that Nelson is catching up on him with amount of wins, amount of challenges not won. A bit weird. Um, what, what did you make of this challenge overall and of well, CT's 55th victory? Well, I'm so glad you said that right, because <laughs> Nelson's last win was about halfway through Vendetta's, which was six seasons ago. I know he's not, I know he wasn't on War of the Worlds 1 and 2, right? But yeah. that is, I mean, he, but he got far in Vendetta's. He then did Final Reckoning and got very far then. And then Total Madness got right to the end. Um, and then Double Agents went out quite early, actually. But you're almost looking at three full seasons when Nelson hasn't won, which means that CT could have theoretically started and won three seasons of daily missions based on the number. I mean, that is bafflingly high. And a lot of C... And just as well, remember, imagine if CT had been on the US team for War of the Worlds 2. They won 18 yes. daily missions against... The, sorry, not 18. They won like 13 against the UK's three. He could That's theoretically a, be close to 70 if he'd ended up a, where he should have. That's a really good point. That's such a good shout. I still cannot understand really why they did not pick him. I can. He was fat and Turbo was a monster. I mean, that is true. Um, you know, I was going to say, yeah, but Turbo's a hearthead, but, you know, yeah. So, <laughs> so this is it took me a long time to realize how good CT was as a competitor because my first two seasons were War of the Worlds 2 and War of the Worlds 1. And War of the right. Worlds 2, he doesn't do much really. No. Um and War of the Worlds 1, he goes out in episode three. So and then I think they've watched Final Final Reckoning next, and he doesn't do anything there because he's with Veronica. So it was only when I went back and started going through like Rivals One, I was like Oh my god, this man is terrifying. <laughs> um, sorry, what did you ask me? Overall thoughts of the mission? Yes. Brilliant. I really like it when everyone's going at the same time. I really like Heights Over Water because it's hilarious. You get some strategy. Um, were you surprised Sapphire won? I mean, maybe going into it, no, because it was anyone's game. But perhaps just because it was a one-man mission, you kind of think, surely 
surely his one-man mission time can't be quicker than the entire Emerald Cell who have been killing it week in, week out. So I went the other way, though. As soon as it finished and it was coming down to time, I thought it was obvious CT was going to win because he hadn't had to fall down and climb up the ladder. Yeah, that's a fair point. So I was like, and then I was gutted because and obviously my great theory from last week about CT going yeah. to the final elimination was shit. <laughs> yeah, it just it died there and then. Kind yeah. of. Um, ooh, nice. Good, ooh, good. Ooh. Good, su- good suspense building, Ryan. I like that. You're a natural. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so with that done, with the 55th victory in the bag and Nelson once again on, is that now 50? Did we did we say last week was 50? That's 51 now, I think. That is so impressive. Nelson, <laughs> Nelson 51-0, or 0-51 as it actually is. Um, we head back to the house and um, another one of my highlights of the week is Kyle over-celebrating, calling everyone else losers and some people genuinely getting pissed off at him. He's such a troll. He's such a <laughs> troll in real life. It's like, Kyle, you did nothing. If anything, you were a hindrance. If you hadn't gone, CT would have got eight capsules. <laughs> There's even a moment where, like, him and Emmy are hugging and, like, celebrating together. It's like, where's he? Like, he's the one that did everything. So I, I, I don't, if I was Kyle, was, I, even to take the piss, I don't think I could physically celebrate. I think it's... I think he does it enough that it works. Do you know what I mean? Like any, any slightly less. And some people might have thought he was actually really like being like, the hell's he celebrating for? But it was very obvious that he was doing it as a kind of like homage to how useless he was. Actually, you got a point. If he, if he dialed that back, he's like, hold on. Is he actually taking pride in us? But he was so over the top. It became so over the top. self-aware yeah. again. Yeah. All right. Actually, yes, I see your point. And also it was funny. So good, especially when like Tori stopped on the stairs. He's like, Kyle, stop being a sore winner. I did do it. That was that. I think Tori was literally 50 50 split in her reactions there between like finding him funny and then starting to get annoyed with him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was the perfect balance. Um, he then is talking with Devon and he wants to, once again, he reiterates the fact that he wants to save his friend from going in and he hopes that whoever the house vote is doesn't then call Devon down. And obviously it's an, another nice moment of their friendship. We've seen plenty of these over the years and we've seen quite a few recently just in this series, really. Yeah. And even they call out some bits on the after show this week about um, just when, I think Kyle fucking up and throwing in Devon in that really early daily did bother Devon. Um, yes. So it's nice they've gone back to it. And Kyle, Kyle already showing he's trying to protect his mate was quite nice. Did make me worry if he was going to fail at it, though. Yes, yeah, I guess, get what you mean, because they, um, they, they've they mentioned it twice, and it is that foreboding that you, you sometimes pick up on, and you suddenly think, oh, hold on, are we going to see Devon go in? Yeah, so um, after that conversation, we have... Um, and, and, go on, let, let's, let's try this. Three, two, one, meal night! God, no, no. To, me, to me, we got that. That's going to really... Oh, really? Piss. Yeah, let's see how that turns out, but that's going to really piss Levi off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, he'll never come back. Please come back, Levi. Um, yeah, meal he's, night. Right. They go out. He's, he's still on holiday with my mum. He's perfectly happy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, they, um, yeah, they, they go out for a lovely meal. Everyone dresses up nicely. Um, we get a nice montage at the beginning of that where they're all um, having fun. And there's a particular moment where at the bar, three men are having a, a, a nice laugh. They're messing about in this montage. Those men are Kyle, Devon and CT. Not friends, CT. Not fucking friends, are you? I'm sorry. I'm getting very emotional. Um, like Kyle did. Was that, also mean, was that an in-betweeners quote? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was meant to be, but it might have been. Um, yeah, they sent you in-betweeners quote. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, they, they're definitely mates. What's he on about? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I actually don't think they are. I just don't think CT is friends with anyone on this. <laughs> Although no, maybe not. He does hang out with Josh and Nelson outside the show. I like those two, but I would much rather be friends with Kyle and Devin. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, that Nelson was, yeah. strikes me as the kind of guy when he's had one too many beers, definitely puts his arm around you. You know what, mate? I absolutely love you. We should open a bar together. Stop dribbling on me, you weirdo. Yeah, whereas Josh would get really over-emotional and the conversations would just be oh, horrible. Yeah, can't, can't, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't be bothered with Josh on a night out, I don't think. <laughs> But you're right. This was oh, it's every time I see Kyle and CT being friendly, I get worried about like how he's going to get screwed over. So at this point, I was like, "Oh no, Sapphire won. They're safe." Oh no, wait, he's going to send someone to elimination who can boot Kyle off the Sapphire now. <laughs> you can just see, like, even though they don't show it, you can just picture in your head while they're stood there. CT is holding a knife that he's about to plunge into Kyle's back at some point. Oh, <laughs> After we have the montage, um, it's come, become very obvious that they're they're sitting in their teams for the evening while they while they dine. Uh, Emerald chat. Uh, Nanny apologizes for not really being a, a much help in the uh, in the in the challenge. Amanda's is is slightly less apologetic. Um, she does say the word sorry, but it's not in a tone that makes me think she is sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if Amanda, Amanda has ever meant an apology. <laughs> I can't imagine this. Imagine so. No. Do you think Nanny and Amanda need to apologise there? Not, I mean, not, not really. Nanny, as we talked about last week, is just being nice, I guess. And Amanda, hearing that, has gives the opportunity to make a sarcastic comment, I suppose. <laughs> That always reminds that uh, every time anyone says sarcastic comment, this is very off topic, but you watch TV, so it might land. Um, it's, a, it's my favorite friend's quote of all time, which is I knew um, what you were gonna say. I knew what you were yeah. gonna say. <laughs> I in, I'm not great at the advice. Can I interest you in a sarcastic comment? Or some yeah. cheese? <laughs> yeah, great line, Matt. And um, I imagine that is Amanda thing. Before we move on from the friends thing, do you want to hear the most the most savage thing I've ever heard? Um, I've got a very, very, I, I will not name this person, but she is an exceptionally lovely human being. And you just can't imagine her ever saying anything mean to people. Well, apparently the meanest thing she's ever said is that this guy really liked this girl and nothing was ever going to happen. He was a bit sad. So he went off to watch Friends. Someone asked, what are you watching? He said, friends. And her response was, is that because is that that's all you're ever going to be? It's like, oh my God. Murdered. Wow. That is, yeah. Yeah, someone call an ambulance because there's a, there's a body. 
Get me a priority ticket to the burn unit, mate, because I'm in (laughs) trouble. (laughs) Yes, sorry. Um, Slight tangent, and I'll now go back on to talking about the challenge. That's all right. Um, Talking of a friend, I don't know if that works. Um, Rubio chatting. uh, Tori tells them not to pick each other, and Nelson, once again, still isn't sure about trusting Logan. And again, this, for me, felt a little bit like we were getting an insight into what might happen. Mm. I started to think that we were going to get Logan versus Nelson. Yeah, Tori really doubles down on the don't switch teams, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, Which I get from her perspective because it can only hurt her chances. But for the guys, I'd absolutely switch. Yeah, well, I mean, you're starting to look at Logan, who's been with CT and Emmy before, and starting to think, is he going to make that switch back again if he goes in and wins? Yeah, and also, like, you know, you, I don't want to be rude, man, but you swap, you go again, you swap out with Kyle here. Logan had a significantly better daily performance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And you don't need finals experience on a team when you've got CT because. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, it's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. And that concludes meal night, and we are going to head down to the deliberation uh, where Emmy says it will be tough. She's only got four people to choose from. Um, she probably doesn't want to choose one of them. So I guess it's understandable why she says it will be tough. Kyle opens things up to the floor, dressed beautifully in a suit. He's really enjoying being in the agency. Uh, and Devin is the first to speak. He says that the agency are all his friends, and he, but he won't, and he won't lie down if it's a physical, if that's what any of the others are thinking. Yeah, so actually, this could have gone in one of my challenge myth buzzers being like, physically, is Devin that weak? Because he beat Wes in a physical elimination. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't really think of any other good physical performances for him. So it's probably one that's still unconfirmed. But he's a big guy. When we, um, when we interviewed him, he said he was 61205. That's quite a lot of weight. Yeah. It's not, and he's not short either. I mean, there's taller guys on there, but there's also shorter guys. Yeah, exactly. Like, where, where if it was a purely weight-based elimination, like Emmanuel would struggle against him because I reckon yeah, he's, well, pro- he's probably got like 10, 15 kilos on him. Yeah, I mean, he says as much, doesn't he, when they're talking um, at, the, at dinner and they say, you know, if it's a, if it's a, um, I can't remember what he says, but if it's one thing, they'll go against me. And then he says, but if it's size-based, then they'll probably pick him well. And so, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's well on top of that. It's, it's why, and it, it's why I, I, I kind of, I actually quite respected how Devin handled this elimination because his main thing was not to be the house vote because yeah. obviously then he has to do it. If he can get himself out of that, his odds of being picked are actually not that high even though he's potentially the worst athlete left which i've got my doubts on because of uh logan's potential injury but we'll chat about that properly later but yeah i thought devon handled this well yes yeah he did and he arguably handled it best maybe i don't know it's difficult to tell um nelson then brings up revenge which i guess seems to stem from the argument last week but there really doesn't seem to be anything in it whatsoever so I was a little bit confused. Did you have any more in that? or? Yeah, I, I don't know whether we've missed something because Nelson seems to be like a lot more pissed off than he should be based on that argument. 
Um, yeah. But then he also at some point says that, or Devin, I can't remember, one of them says that they're friends. I can't remember if it's Devin says that Nelson's his friend or Nelson says that Devin's his friend in the game. But so it, it, it seems like a really weird thing to say. I think Nelson says it. I think that would be very yeah. on brand for Nelson anyway. Yeah. Um, but this is where I would also start panicking if I was Devin. I'd be worried about Nelson getting called in because I think Nelson would 100% pick Devin. Yes. Yeah. Well, Unless again, in, a... Sorry. in the confessional, Nelson says Devin has nothing physical and is okay at puzzles. Now, that's a shot if I ever heard one. Yeah. But Nelson to say you're okay at puddle, puzzles, it means puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> I am shit about it. It'd be like being insulted by a toddler. Uh, it's like, a, yeah, it's like a toddler telling you you're not very good at walking, basically. <laughs> Hasn't got a leg to stand on. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Carry on. Let's move away. I'll ask Levi, Levi to edit that bit out. <laughs> um, it then uh, falls to Manuel who missed it. M- missed Seriously says, if you're thinking of putting me in, change your mind. At this point, CT gets really annoyed and says, well, why? Why, 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 should, we, why should we not put you in? Well, why should we change our minds? And Cal tells him to defend himself better. And even Emmy, who doesn't want him to go in, is like, dude, give us, give us a reason. Yeah, I mean, on paper, he should have been most at risk. Oh, yeah. Like, I think... It's as early as in the third episode when CT is still with Bertha, clown. <laughs> That's a running <laughs> joke that I've taken a yeah, lot of nice. back. Um, but, and he says he never wants to get blood on his hands. Like, if you pick Devin or Nelson, they're probably going to remember and try and do something to you next season, maybe. Um Although actually we should have done that this season, so that's probably bollocks. But <laughs> Emmanuel has got the easiest. He, he's like the next cab off the rank to go in. He has got the most logical reason to be thrown in, which shouldn't annoy anyone. So yeah, I mean, just just before they actually go to to vote, CT literally says, "You've not been in. You're a rookie. You haven't helped us as much as the others." He literally puts it all on him and yeah. tells him and give, and gives Emmanuel the floor still to defend himself, and he still doesn't. It, it, uh, I'd be I'd be very bored if I was the agency in this celebration. <laughs> yeah, they did say that, and uh, two of, two of my favourite things that get said. One of them isn't even by anyone who who's up. So when they basically tell the four of them to defend themselves better, Amanda says, "Yeah, sell souls." She is the woman who doesn't have one. Um, that's 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 what I wrote there. Um, I giggled uh, quite a lot at your running order there. By the way, nice work. <laughs> thank you. Um, and then Nelson Nelson says, uh, "It's not a game." Like it, it is like what maybe that's why you're not winning, mate, because <laughs> you've forgotten that it's a game. It's quite literally is a game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sorry, carry, carry on for the next bit actually, and then let's chat about it because I think there's some good things to raise here. Yeah, so despite everything that I said that CT says, he puts it all on Emmanuel, says you've not been in, whatever. Um, despite that, it's Logan that is the house vote. And CT then reveals it's because Emmy wanted to save Emmanuel, which I don't think is particularly surprising. Um, and then Logan says he feels he's been betrayed because the three people in the age. Well, no, he says he feels he's been betrayed because two of the people in the agency he saved before. Um, he, funnily enough, doesn't mention Kyle. <laughs> um, 
Funny that. Um, so is Logan. Are you surprised that it was Logan? I forgot about Emmy and Emmanuel's um, connection when that vote first happened. So I was, and then I was like, actually, no, it does make sense. Uh, so originally, I was thinking Emmanuel was absolutely going in just because it was easiest. Yeah. What I'm more interested. What would you have said if you were in their shoes here? Like, would you have absolutely tried to throw someone under the bus? It's so difficult because you, I almost think that at the time that the agency start getting annoyed is the time that you might as well throw someone under the bus because they probably, that probably makes you less likely to go in from their vote. But as soon as you do that, you're now more likely to go in from the person who you've sent, who you've, who you sold down the river. So you're basically damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So I don't really blame them for the tactics they went for, but it didn't make for necessarily exciting deliberation for the agency. No, I, or us, to be honest, because everyone was just like, everyone played it safe. And to be honest, the best option here was to play it safe because you've got a, 25% 25% chance to go in and then you've got a 33% chance to get called out. If you make someone get thrown in and you make them an hundred percent chance to go in, you've probably increased your likelihood to get called into like high seventies, low eighties, because and the only reason they wouldn't is if they could definitely beat someone else. So I could, I could see it working. If you were now more interestingly, if you were going to throw someone under the bus, how would you have done it? I mean, I think if I wasn't Emmanuel, the easiest option would have been to throw Emmanuel under the bus uh, for the reasons that CC gave and just be like, look, this dude cannot skate by the entire season because he somehow has this... I mean, Tory says he's got a great political game. And part of me thinks, does he have a great political game or has he just been with the right people at the right time? Yeah, which you could argue is a bit political. I, I think he's got a very yes, good yeah. I think he's got a very good social game. Yeah. I think he's politically savvy in that he understands what he needs to do to not get screwed over. But I haven't really seen him make moves except for protecting Emmy. Which yes, actually has yeah. worked, to be fair. Exactly. Hasn't it? So, yeah, although she complained last week that he didn't protect her because he knew that Big T was going to call her out. So yeah. And then, but then she did. I, I, I've a question for you. Do you think that it showed how much CT respects Emmy in the fact that even though he probably would have wanted to pick throw Manuel in, rather than argue that case and either get Kyle to change his mind or Emmy to change her mind, he went along and and went with with the uh, Logan. Well, we assume he did. It's a really good point. Um, yeah, you're probably you're probably completely right there. The yeah, actually, I can't see it. I can't see it going. Else. I don't. I don't think as much value for CT for throwing in. Actually, no. Sorry, this is the bit I was going to say that would throw on the bus, and this will make sense. Sorry, that should be a long time to get there. Uh, <laughs> you can see my brain working there. Um, the only way I could ever have thought of getting someone absolutely thrown in is all right. We're probably at the final. Sapphire, you're in a great position. Ruby. You can take Ruby away as a threat if they lose Nelson because Logan's injured. So throw in Nelson. Or alternatively, um, if you want to weaken Emerald, you say, you can can actually play it both ways. You say, look, if you take out Devin, they have got no one who can do puzzles. That team is no longer a threat to you if you take out Devin. Or you can say, look, take out Emanuel. Um, He, if you vote Emanuel in, 
um, he will either call someone out. Um, he'll more than likely try and take out Logan. Maybe he's more loyal to Logan or Nelson. Go demolish your strongest opposition in the final. And I think you can make cases for Ruby and Emerald. No, sorry, Emerald are obviously the strongest opposition in the final. So that's the card I would have played if I was on Ruby. It'd be like, yeah. make Emerald weaker, and then you've got this final sewn up. Because I think Logan's still injured. Whereas I would go, I would lean the other way and say, I'm not convinced he was ever that injured. And uh, therefore, don't, don't, don't think he's injured now. Interesting. Yeah, okay, fair enough. There's actually still probably a better time to talk um, about that, to be fair. So I will stop jumping ahead. <laughs> Speaking of it's jumping right. ahead, <laughs> sorry. Does that do one of those for Brian? <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, so that, we're, we're, we're getting, we know we're getting Logan. And then the alarm goes off. But before we go down to there, we get one more confessional from Nelson questioning his trust of Logan. So it's time to see if he's right or will the Ruby man pick someone not on Ruby? All right, agents, welcome back to the lair. <laughs> Sapphire Cell, by winning the last mission, you became the agency and you were tasked with compromising one male agent and you chose Logan. So Logan, come on down. All right, Logan. We need to find someone for you to battle against. And the decision is yours. Yep. It can be anyone from either the Ruby cell or the Emerald cell. Who's it going to be? Who do you think he's gonna be? I'm gonna make this with pain in my heart. Difficult for me, but I have to call one of my friends. They don't have many options here. Sorry, but I, I didn't want this. with pain in my heart. I have to call one of my friends. It's difficult for me. I'm, I'm gonna call Emmanuel. Sorry, bro. Okay, so Logan does actually instead pick Emmanuel. Um, first of all, with your Jake Edgic hat on, did you think that Nelson was about to go in? I don't know. They they hammered it home so like three separate instances of saying you can't yeah. trust it. If I was going just off the edit, yes, I absolutely think. Um, now, do I think it was the right decision? Is interesting. If Logan was injured, injured, absolutely the right decision. Sorry, no, because Logan called out Emmanuel. I actually think he probably had more of a chance of beating Nelson because Nelson's so clumsy. Yes. Although, yeah, although I guess he doesn't know what it's exactly going to be. I that was what apparently there was a ring in the ground as well. So Logan thought it might have been physical. And I think that's why he probably called out Emmanuel. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah, that makes a good, that, that's a good point. I, I genuinely thought um, Nelson was going in because not only do we have this 
just before they go down, Nelson literally saying it. But when he, when Logan was giving his decision, he's like, I have to throw a friend in. I don't really want to do this. And I was like, oh God, he's going to do it. He's actually going to do it. And then um, it wasn't. So fair play. <laughs> he actually, he actually stuck to what he said and, and totally won Nelson over. You go, you go from the Nelson confessional where he says, oh, will he still, is he going to throw me in? I don't know. To, oh, I can trust him. Trust is a big thing in this game. I'm, I trust him for life. Life, like you know, he's 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 one of the the young books now. You know, do you, very good point. And actually, that's the question I was going to answer. Do you think Logan did that strategically? Because he has a confessional just before he goes in, saying you only have to break your word once for people to never trust you again. Is he looking at his long term challenge view? Yes, I think I think he probably is. Actually, that's a good point. And what is interesting is obviously the person that he screwed over last. Well, he didn't really screw him over, did he? It was Corey? Corey? If anything, it was the other way around. Yeah. So yeah, yeah there can't really be any bad blood that way. So yeah, I think uh, maybe maybe he is looking uh, look, looking ahead. Uh, the the other point here is that um, Devon does his uh, f- does a final dance because he believes that he's a. Uh, on the way to the final, which of course, because this is the last guy's elimination, why wouldn't you believe that, Devon? Why wouldn't you believe that? Let's bet head back to TJ once again to see what's going to be going down in the battle of the rookies. Two monsters going at it, head to head. I love it. Tonight's game is called Rocket Run. Dividing the layer are two rockets with a podium on each side. When I say go, you will have 15 seconds to race from your start podium, jump over the rocket, pull the lever on the opposite side, jump back over the rocket, and pull this lever. We'll keep doing this until one of you fails to finish in 15 seconds. If you fail to finish, you are out. You will be deactivated immediately and sent home. All right. Good luck. Okay, so the two lads are going to be doing rocket run. You get 15 seconds to jump over a rocket uh, from from your location or run, jump over a rocket, pull a lever, jump back over the rocket and pull uh, another lever. What did you make of the elimination before it began? It's a it's a bleak test with hurdles. I mean, I, I, I again, it, we, we don't mean it's a, I'm very obviously geared towards liking the more physical ones, but this is a very pure endurance one, which I do actually find. So like Kyle versus Theo on War of the Worlds 2, I do like as an elimination. And then same one with Georgia and Esther, where they had to lug loads of shit back and forth. I think they yes. are entertaining. I think there's a ceiling to how entertaining they can be because no one gets hit. Um, but this is actually the one I really would want to see Iman well in because I want to see how fast he actually is and how see if he can redeem himself from his earlier mission with the lack of um, agility and grace. Yeah, there's a, there's a real um, mix uh, when they start this between the rest of the, the watching competitors about whether, basically about whether it's speed or endurance. Straight away, Devon points out it's all speed and uh, all endurance and not about speed. Um, Kyle later on, twigs and says oh i thought this was going to be about speed there's there's definitely a, a real mix and for me emmanuel goes out way too fast way too early like the first few of them that we see he does with like eight seconds remaining and he seems very happy about himself but at that point i'm watching it going no logan's right because he's doing it 
quite slowly and he still got five seconds to recover at the end. Yeah. Did you think when we saw that, that it might be Emmanuel burned himself out and just has a completely wrong strategy? Yeah, 100%. And he, he does. So, you know, we see them go over and over a few times and, and no one really stumbles or anything. And then it goes down to 10 seconds. And when it goes down to 10 seconds, Emmanuel's like, oh, I've been preserving energy. But it's, I mean, he clearly wasn't at the beginning. Yeah. Wasn't he? Like, it's, it's really, it's some grade A after timing where he's like a- analysing the result based on what, like he's analysing it based on the result rather than not analysing it on what we've, what we've quite clearly seen. Yeah, so I don't know whether I'm giving him too much credit here. But going out very fast for your first two, and then he does slow down and matches loads. Yes, he speed. does. He does start to slow down. Yeah, I actually see the logic. I get you get in Logan's head. He does it okay. in. He does it in six seconds. I think for his first one. Um, yeah, six or seven. It, it's, yeah, and it, it's a really good vault over the thing as well because that's actually to me that was the biggest risk. What if he would stacked it on the first one and injured himself? Um, as someone who does jump over things all the time and stack it, I wouldn't have done that. But um, I actually think that potentially contributed to him having the upper hand because you're like, mm. look how fast I can do this. We're going to go all night. Eventually, you're going to have to beat me for pace. Do you think you can do it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good shout that. I mean, it, 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 it's probably the one thing that w- would save him from my criticism is if he's thought of that then it's a really great shout because otherwise I was just like no you, you're definitely doing this too quick and if you carry on this pace you are not going to win um so so yeah um I, I don't know do we know how long that they were they were out there doing it for did they have they said on the aftermath I, did, I didn't see it this week no it, it's a it's a quite it's quite good it's a shit they should have shown aftermath this week I don't I think it would get quite boring quite quickly if they did 15 seconds for anything longer than, oh God, even if you do it for 10 minutes, you're looking at over 40 minutes of elimination. Yeah. And there was no way either of them were really going to stack it in those, in those 15 seconds, unless they went too hard, which like you say, Logan only did that. uh, No, sorry. Emmanuel only did that the first couple and then he reined it back anyway. Logan never looked in trouble because he was just taking it easy. They're also not really, they're not really blowing that much when um, no. it gets no, that, to the 10 second drop, are they? I reckon they probably did it maybe five times. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good shout. Um, so obviously uh, it's Logan who slips over and loses and it's Emmanuel who wins. Um, do you think that Logan slipped because he was tired or do you think it was just a, an accident, just one of those things he slipped and he, he, missed, and he fell and whatever? And it's just a coincidental thing. Good question. Do you think we've had... Have we seen much of Logan's endurance this season? Um, I don't suppose we have, apart from um, Million Pound Drop or whatever it was called last mm. week. Um, and I'm trying to think. He did all right on that. He, he never he never looked looked too bothered, actually. In fact, really? out, of, out of him and Nelson, uh, Nelson was probably the one that, that, was, that struggled a little bit more. Um, he might have done more as well. And Ruby were a close second in that because they yeah. were bringing their last sack of cash back when Emerald won. So yeah, actually, um, that's quite a good victory for Emmanuel. Yeah, but to be honest, I, I think Emmanuel would have beaten anyone in the house at this. Yes, yeah, it's possible. Certainly possible. I think that's this is the one you could have got rid of CT, and if he wasn't safe, 
because yeah. e Emmanuel has actually been called out as the fastest guy in the house yet. And I went back and there's a couple of missions where they have sprint starts and he does crush them. Yeah. Um, so I do think that's um, that's interesting. Are you keen to see this elimination back? Not necessarily. I mean, you know, like you said, it was a glorified uh, beat test. Um, it was it was interesting, but it wasn't that exciting for us to watch. It wasn't that exciting for them to be in, I guess. But uh, you know, I think I think we know that from the fact that they didn't even show they didn't even show that many of their attempts. It was like yeah. five, yeah. then five attempts of fifteen seconds, then they put it down to ten seconds, and there was only like three of those before Logan fell. So. I would have liked to see it go down to like seven. I really, I, I think they should have dropped this quicker and done yeah. like five fifteens, three tens, and go fuck it. Let's see how far she can run <laughs> because that yeah. would have been quite interesting. Um, yeah, but and that, that's why I don't think that Logan lost because of endurance. I'm not saying that he would have won if he needed it, but I don't think it's why he lost. That's a really good point. Yeah, okay. I, I actually, I do completely see your point there. That's probably completely accurate. And I know, like, when he fell, he didn't even try and get up. So he could be like, oh, there's that because he's knackered. I just think it's that that's because he knows as soon as he hits the ground, he doesn't have a chance in hell. Do you think he could have got... Uh, I, I was counting down. There was a long gap of him being on the floor. Yeah. He, I, got, I, he just jumped the thing. I reckon he had three... I reckon he had three or four seconds there to get to the thing. I think he could have made it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, may maybe, maybe, maybe just uh, miss, you know, misunderstood the uh, where where he was, how long he had left. Yeah, or knew he was going, knew he wasn't going to win. It was like, okay, this is a chance for me to bow out without throwing. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Uh, what what did you think of the, uh, of the of the elimination battle overall? Yeah, in interesting, but not one I'm ever going to really remember. Um, so yeah, it's not an overwhelming one that I want to see back. What uh, so so let, let's talk about Logan's injury then. We, we we brought it up earlier. Do you think that it was something that hindered him in this then? Hamstrings take a long time to recover from, especially if you're still doing stuff with it. But yeah, it can't have been too actually. You write about this. How long does a hamstring injury usually keep you out of the sport? I mean, a, a, like a tweak is about is tends to be about it's like three, four weeks, isn't it? Jesus. Yeah, but that's him protecting that. You probably force yourself through it. Mm. Um, has he done any proper running since? Because when they do the weird um, get the money over the line challenge, they let Logan throw it because I think that's protect his hamstring. So, oh, uh, the um, the one yeah, that was the NFL, yeah, the bag one, yeah, um, yeah, the NFL, yeah, of course. So, I don't know, I think it probably wasn't a hundred percent, but it wasn't anything that terrible. Yes, yeah, and again, like you look at them. So he's he's carried all that money with the with the million pound one the other week into the cars, and that and that I think that's my 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 thing with it is you're right on that NFL one he didn't do loads, but he's also done enough since then that it does make me think that the injury isn't that serious by the time we're at this point. It's a really good point. Also, do, I'm not gonna lie. I think. Do you think 100 percent Logan beats Emmanuel? No, I don't think he does. Not on this yeah. one. Another I, one, maybe, but not on this one. Yeah, I think Logan's only um, chance of winning this is it, it was something that was more to do with weight or wrestling, because Logan apparently does quite a lot of MMA. Oh, cool. No, sorry, jujitsu. I think he said. Oh, okay. So he probably would wrap him up like a pretzel. 
What uh, what do we think of Logan San Pedro's first season then? Oh, okay. So there's a really good shout from Alan Aguirre about this, but I'm going to... On paper, he has done really well. He won the first mission. He's won yeah. two eliminations, hasn't he? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. That was his third, yeah. Corey, and what was the other one? I can't remember. Gabo. He's... Gabo, yeah, of course. Of course it was, yeah. Yeah. So he's won something that's strength and balance. He's won a puzzle. He's had good daily performance. I don't remember embarrassing himself. He hooked up no. with someone. Um, yeah. He's tried to... There's been quite a lot of clips of him being quite sneaky and saying, we need to throw this person in, etc. So on paper, really good and interesting first season. Now, I'm not this harsh, but Alan Aguirre calls him a charisma vacuum. And I see Ooh. it, which is savage, right? Yeah. <laughs> but... I see the point. Like, I, I don't... Uh, I, I was just going to say, he's a difficult one to read, isn't he? He ha- he says a lot of stuff. He's not... I don't think he's dull, but I also don't think he's... Nothing he says is, is that charismatic. I agree. What, what were your overall thoughts of him? Then let's decide if we want him back or not. Because that's <laughs> obviously power we have. <laughs> of course, yeah. I thought he was a decent competitor. Um, like you say, like, he, you know, he's got this far... W- with you know he's got this far you, you it's difficult to be terrible and get this far um so he's done well he's won a couple of uh, eliminations he's he, you know he's gone in um he's been interesting the thing is his, his story has been interesting enough it's just that i think when he talks it's the way he talks he's got like a, a almost a monotone way about him and i think that's the problem so even when if he says some and he, he's the stuff he says isn't necessarily like groundbreaking. It's not like you know a, he's not a Devon character, of course, mm. but he's no no less dull than a lot of what the others say. I completely agree. You're right, though. Actually, if he delivered when he's saying like to, I can't remember who he says it to, but it's when someone. I think it's when Ed goes in actually, and he's like, "If it's strength, picks this person. If it's speed, pick this person." If he'd been a bit more descriptive there and maybe i'm just being harsh actually because english isn't his first language but maybe if he if he said well kyle's not good at this and this person's not good at this and if you go there you'll really screw them over so that'd be interesting then maybe that's the one missing element to him actually being someone i really want to see back yeah yeah it's a good point um I, i do think we'll see him back though because again you know he's got this far you guys have talked about it before about the you know the price of people. Mm. He's still not even though he's not going to be a rookie. He's still not going to be the most expensive. So I can definitely see him coming back. Would you be happy to see him back? Yeah, I think happy enough. You know, he's got mates in in there. He's, he Kyle doesn't like him. Corey probably doesn't like him um, just because he lost to him. Um, and so so that you know there's 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 beef there. He's got mates. So there's, there's, you know, this storyline. So, I, yeah, I, I'd be happy enough to see him back. I don't think he's going to be someone who we see season after season after season unless he picks up. But I, I think we could definitely see him back. Hey, you, you actually just convinced me. I was going to say there, I originally have no <laughs> desire to see him back. I think you can probably go get a better rookie. Um, hmm. But he's done well. He deserves another shot. And actually, you're right. There's enough foundation in there for it to be potentially quite interesting. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, right. Okay, L- Logan back next season. Cool. We <laughs> have decided. <laughs> Excellent. So, with Logan deactivated, now it's time to head back to TJ for one last time to see what Emmanuel is going to do. Or at least, that's what we're expecting. Congratulations, Emmanuel. Nice work. And now, by winning tonight's elimination round, you 
are still in the game. Go ahead and rejoin the group. <gasps> Shut the f up. Yep. Yeah. What does that mean? What does that mean? Join the rest of the group? Join the rest of the group? <laughs> so right now, there are 10 agents remaining. All of you are closer to the final than you can ever imagine. However, we are standing in the lair. And what do we do in the lair? Eliminate. We eliminate people. What the hell? What is going on here? What have you got planned for us? So that is exactly what we are going to do right here, right now. This is the night of eliminations. What? What? Like, right now? TJ, right now? And before we leave, two more agents will be deactivated and sent home. Super twist. Stress is through the roof right now. No, 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 no. I didn't go all this way for you to change up the game now? Right before the final? Oh, my god. How many more things do I need to do to get to this final? I feel like I've done it all. I've played a perfect political game. I've called the dogs off of my allies. I've won missions. What else do I need to do, TJ? Okay, so TJ throws in the spanner in the works. Everyone was expecting to be running a final in a minute, but instead we're going to see the night of elimination, which to me, George, sounds like a WWE pay-per-view, and I cannot wait. It does sound like a... It either sounds like a pay-per-view or a really bad porn title. Uh, <laughs> ew, gross. Um... Yeah, I, I was. Th this completely blindsided me. I, I know I would never have guessed this. Were you completely shocked as well? Oh yeah, I mean, look, TJ said before he's the sneakiest player in the game. We always know there's a, a curveball, and when he went to send him back, my head went, "Are we going back to couples mm. or pairs?" I feel like I was trying to work out what it was going to be, or whether he's just sending him back to say that's the final. But surely he would have given him the chance to choose it. I, I really didn't know. I think my favourite was the fact that everyone looked really shocked, but Devin stays like stoic, just like looks straight forward. Like, I, so I'm convinced the reason there is Devin is probably the most self-aware and always aware that he's on a TV show. He's like, look cool, look cool, look cool. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Hope I'm not. Hope I'm not going to elimination. I'm scared. <laughs> One of the guys I could have beaten has just gone home. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Uh, one thing that I'm really looking forward to next week is seeing Kyle have to do whatever elimination it is in his suit. So, I mean, he must have been the most shocked out of everyone because he's just loving life. I'm going to wear a suit down to the elimination. I'm going to look great. Like, no, you are going to get your, your hands dirty, mate. So I will see your Kyle in a suit and raise you a Casey in whatever the fuck she was wearing. Uh, yeah. I look like child's pajamas. <laughs> yeah, she's ready to have a you know a night in, of, in bed after watching somebody get deactivated. Uh, who do you think is? Oh, this is a good one actually. Who's most scared? 
who should be most scared at the moment? That's, oh God, that's so tough because we just, because you don't know what, you know two people are going home, right? He mm. said that. I've got to assume it's one guy, one girl, that would make sense. But outside of that, we literally have no idea what's going to happen. No. Um, I think you're right. Devin's probably one of those who's looking and, and thinking he's, because look at everyone around him. Unless it's unless he gets to go physical against Emmanuel, then he's probably going to lose. Um, you know, puzzle wise, I suppose he's the second best at puzzles there uh, behind ZT when it comes to the men. But still, generally speaking, I think he's probably one that's got to think about it. Weirdly, from from the women, I almost think it's the opposite, and the person who's probably the most not necessarily at risk, but would be Casey because she's gone from being totally safe. She's, there's no chance that she she gets called into an elimination. And now suddenly, and especially you've got to argue with the men, the guys, it's the same with CT. CT, suddenly it's open season because mm. we do not know what's going to happen. So actually those two go from being completely safe to straight away they could go home. Anything can happen. Like we know with eliminations, it's 50-50. You either win or you lose. It's that simple. And suddenly they've got like that, that, that area of, uh, of trepidation. That's a really good point. So, like, when it changed to teams, some wonderful person on the Reddit, I'm so sorry I don't remember your name, said, this format will be in CT and Casey never go in. Yeah. Because no one wants to go in. And... The uh, now uh, that's the thing that how do you think they're going to pick who goes in? Yeah, I mean, I'm really we really no idea what's going to happen. Is it going to be round by round eliminations till you get to a final two, or like is it going to be? I think it's going to have to be random. I, I think it's potentially the kill cards or like the double crosses coming back. Yeah. Um, I'd like that as well, absolutely want that. I think that'd be great. Hold on. Earlier in the season, we got, you know, the, uh, the the symbols that suggested we were going into teams. Did uh, did we get any symbols? Was there any crosses on the rocket uh, this week? I'm, to, I'm, now, I'm, now, I'm now trying to think, like right. desperately trying to think if there was any crosses. Pause it here. We'll go back and rewatch them. They're really intelligent. <laughs> a really good point. Shit, should have thought of that. We, but, we'll edit over this bit, yeah. <laughs> we record it. Were there any like, double crosses anywhere? Like, not that I remember. Not even Logan didn't even double cross Nelson. Well, hey! Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, how many people have we got left uh, girl, from guys and girls? CT, Nelson, um, Devon. Is there another guy I'm missing? Kyle. Kyle. Oh, it is five and five. Yeah, okay. So it's, I think it'll be four and four. Oh, this is so hard. Okay, I think it's going to be random to select you. Let's put on my, let's put our cards on the table. How do you think they're picking people? I think we're getting kill cards. I think it's going to be some sort of we're going to get some sort of knockout round elimination where we end up with the the person who loses overall goes home. So all five oh. will be competing at something. Oh, I like that. Interesting. Okay, cool. That, that's 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 my that's 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 my uh, you know it's not really based on anything but I'm going to go for it. I, I, that that would be completely new as well. We have never yeah. seen that. Cool idea, Ryan. Thanks. 
Um, what do you think happens next as well? Like based on the fact that we, so we're losing two more people, we know that they could be from any team. So is that the and then we assume it's going to be the final. So is that the end of teams then for the final? I think it does go straight into the final after. I, it's a really good point. Um, maybe there's one final reach. So if it is um, one-on-one and not your awesome idea, although now I really hope it is, that'd be cool. <laughs> um, then it could just be that people get to switch one more time. Because you've got two on Ruby, five on Emerald. And free yeah. on Sapphire, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the makeup. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, if they went into the final now, it'd be really interesting just to see, like, if a Ruby team of Nelson and Tory could do anything. They're never going to complete a puzzle. No. And go back to my Chan's myths. I've only ever seen Tori not be great at puzzles because she got purged on War of the Worlds 2 and Jordan did all her puzzles on the Dirty 30 final. Nelson, yeah. we know, can't do puzzles because he can. He needs to take his socks off to count to 20. Um, <laughs> that's a really good point. What type of... Do you think it can be a physical elimination? Could be. Certainly could be. I mean, you said last week that often the last one is a is a physical, and we didn't get a physical, so maybe that's the physical that we're going to get. Yeah. Do you think they're going to have to go into their clothes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, imagine a hall brawl with Kyle doing it in his in his suit. <laughs> I still think Casey, would be, although to be fair, Casey would win, right? <laughs> Casey yeah. would win in pajamas. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's do a cut. So you think it will be the round robin format? Some okay. sort of, yeah. T- tell me your perfect scenario for next week for entertainment value. What do you want to see? I mean, with it, uh, yeah, with it being five, it makes it more inter- It makes it more difficult, I suppose. But yeah, tough. Because I was thinking like one and one, and then the loser plays the loser. Mm. Maybe that'll be it. Maybe we'll get something like. Maybe we'll get a mixture of the two ideas. And we'll get some sort of double cross. But if you pull the double cross, then you're not the person going in or whatever. And then it's ah. two on th- And then you get two semi-finals and the losers play each other and the loser goes home. I, see. I also like the idea of yours because you could rank where people came and that can have a um, point of view for the final. Like maybe if you're the best guy and the best girl, you can't pick each other, but you get first pick out of... The yeah. remaining players, which could be quite interesting. The only yeah, reason nice, I, I like the only reason I don't like it changing is I actually like it when you build it chemistry as a team throughout the entire season, and then you have to run together. It all it yeah. slightly discounts the team dynamic you've had for a season. Um, yeah. I mean, Kyle especially would be really annoyed if he manages to get to a final. <laughs> he's not allowed to run it with CT. I didn't even think that through. Oh my god, that would be so gloriously poetic. <laughs> It'd be even funnier if it's like, well, Kyle, you're now going to run it with um, your original partner. Here's Amanda. Oh god, yeah, they get. Are they still the only two who can do that? Yeah, I think they are. Uh, was was it was it Casey and Emmanuel from the beginning, or is that? Yes, it was actually. Yeah, so, actually, so... who was who was Emmy with first? Good question. I think it was a really weird one, actually, because I don't. I think she had a partner who she lost like straight in the first one because she went in. She didn't go into the first elimination. She went into the second. Yeah, that's probably the only two partners left. CT and Burner, clowns gone home twice in one episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I don't think anybody else is with the is, yeah. is still got their partner there. But there's two of four of the originals are still there. So, despite chatting about it for a solid six minutes, we have got no closer to working out what it's going to be. Not a clue. Not an actual clue whatsoever. I, I hope it is Hall Brawl and random, and we get CT versus Nelson, and we get. Um, Emmy versus Casey. Or, na- or Nanny versus Amanda, because that would be hilarious. <laughs> or, or Nanny versus Casey, just for the sad, like... Oh, slow... you bastard! <laughs> just for the sad, slow song they'd have to play over the, over the top of it as the two collide and Casey destroys the woman who loves her. You know the... Um... One interesting thing there, though, is Nanny's done so many more seasons. Casey could really endear herself to a lot of the fan base by throwing that. People yes, yeah, and being Nanny. like, and being like, I'll have another chance to win, but this is probably your best chance to win. Because let actually a final that Nanny runs against Amanda, Tory, and Emmy is a is a final that Nanny can win. It is. That is a that is a weird final. Jesus Christ. At least CT, Nelson, Kyle, Emmanuel, and Devin, you, you could have hit. That does make sense. Yeah. Amanda and Nanny. And Nanny for her social game makes sense, actually. Um, Amanda, I just assume, would have been booted. I think she, I thought she would have been targeted this season. Yeah. Oh, right. That'll make, uh, make, make for an interesting women's final. Whoever's in it. You, you worry if Casey gets through this next week, that it will be, it might be too easy for her. Unless she's saddled with, you know, it would be interesting. Say it's mm. your, um, say it's your round robin idea. And they actually rank first, second, third, fourth, fifth, fifth goes home. But then the best guy is with the worst girl. The best girl is with the worst guy. And they balance it. That would be really, really interesting. Apart from that, could mean I know you know I know we talked about him not being that bad at physical, but that could mean Casey and Devon, and that's a team that you know if Devon if his is if his endurance holds up, he's got the puzzle game that means him and Casey could win. Yeah. So it might not it might work out for him. That would Who be knows? that would be really interesting. Um, I mean, we are getting to the point where Brian would shout, and it's all hypothetical, and I'm not discussing hypotheticals. Oh, I miss Brian. Um, yes, I think the, the fair summary there, though, is we are in for a very interesting next week. Absolutely. Um, but before we jump, at, well, I mean, we've already jumped ahead to, to next week. What did you make overall of this week's episode, George? Really good. I'm trying to avoid recency bias. The, the opener was very good. There's been a couple of very good ones throughout. But I think this is actually probably the best episode of the season. It was perfectly paced. I really enjoyed the Daily Mission. Um, there was good drama. Deliberation was a bit disappointing. Elimination wasn't great, but it was completely offset by a good twist. So yeah, yeah. to me, this is a this is a good one. This is probably a strong eight. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And again, you know, going back to the fact that the first episode I was on this series on the podcast was that terrible episode. It's uh, it's always nice to be part of a good one. Yeah, you, know, you start to worry it might be you. Very true. And also, if you come back next week, you actually get the right amount of eliminations for the podcast you've been on. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that will even out. You're right. In fact, I'll get too many because we get two next week. So yeah. Yeah. yeah oh no, exactly. no, you're right. No. Yeah. yeah sorry. Right. Out. <laughs> <laughs> that was some terrible maths. I would not be good at puzzles. Apparently, I also wouldn't be good at endurance or strength or swimming. So basically, it's a good reason I'm on the good job. I'm on the pod. And and not on the challenge. That is uh, pretty much it for this week. But first of all, George, plug our socials because that is something that is beyond me. Yeah, perfect. And this is where I work out if I can get it right. Um, thank you very much for listening, guys. Always a pleasure. I'm hoping the audio is a bit better this week. Um, if you want to come, um, and thank you very much for joining us for the, this conversation. And if you want to continue the conversation, got it right finally i knew that would come to me um head over to the reddit and find us there levi is you licks lev i am readvis 28 uh ryan what's yours in case anyone wants to come and say hello to you i am for dump on uh, on the old reddit is brilliant um if you want to come talk to us on twitter don't if you want to come talk to us on instagram come to the challenge react page love to hear your thoughts um and i th- think that's all i meant to say but yeah we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the redditors react podcast where hopefully you can hear me this time and ryan thank you so much for joining us do you want to plug anything before you head off this week no i mean you can follow me uh, on twitter at siddler 28 and i will answer and i do have a phone now um it's not the right <laughs> one I have a phone um so yeah thank you very much george for, for letting me host this week thanks everyone for listening we will be back shortly next week sometime thank you very much is the night of eliminations. Two more agents will be sent home. Everything's on the line. The best of the best from the entire world. It's time to go to war. All right, agents, welcome to my final. Uh, no! An epic test of your mind, body, and heart. Let's go!